Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A Silly Dude Production. Welcome to They Talk A Good Game podcast all about footy. I am Harvey, joined by my co-host, Lockie. Up the blues. <laughs> Up the blues. Today we are coming to you via Zoom. Yes. As opposed to our usual in-person recording studio. Um, given the, the situation in Sydney, it's a bit of a shame, so... Things are a bit different, but mm. one thing we know for sure is that we can be very proud of our Blue Boys getting a win up at Suncorp, winning the series. Holding Queensland to nil in Suncorp yeah. for the first time ever. Um, holding them to nil in general for the first time since 1994. Um, and... The Blues, this team looks like it's the the greatest New South Wales team of all time. Like, honestly, I mean, it's, it's, it might be ridiculous to say, seeing as there's been teams with Fittler and Johns and Badiris and all those legends, but, like, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai look like a, a half combination that we can get around for the next decade. Uh, Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trebojevic are a centre pairing that we can get around for the next decade. Tedesco, uh, as captain, is really... St- standing up in that role and yeah I mean all the pieces feel like they've come together 100% 100% I think Fitler's done an amazing job and I think he's got that job as long as he wants it Mm. Um, I think another strength of ours is the depth that we've got at the moment it feels like while we've got those x-factor strike players that are just winning the games for us we've equally got players that can come up into those positions as well so we potentially are on the verge of a dynasty, which is very exciting. Um, you know, I think Queensland are at possibly their lowest point with the Broncos underperforming over the last couple of years. I think that is in influencing sort of the strength of their origin side. Um, they weren't meant to have any Broncos players until Xavier Coates got drafted in last minute. Yeah. Whole bunch of drama from Whole the Queensland camp. I mean, last time, last episode when we were recording, we were talking about the excitement, all the all the the panic of Reese Walsh being thrown into the Origin Arena to make his debut. Then only days out, he injures himself and he's pulled out from the game. 
Last minute, step in Ronaldo Molitalu. Then even more last minute, he's pulled from the game for eligibility, which just feels like complete, like, I don't know how this system works, but the fact that he was 1A would be picked in the first place and B, able to represent Queensland at under-18s and under-20s, but but not but not in professionally, it just feels like there's a massive issue that's just gone unnoticed there in the in the system. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. I, I feel really bad for him. Like first and foremost, it, like it's not his fault, really. Um, the, as you said, the process has, has gone wrong. Um, I listened to the, the press conference with Greeny and, and Daly um, after the game, and he was saying that he was picked because he has himself listed as eligible in his NRL contract. So with the Sharks, he's whatever well, contract they've signed, he's put himself down to play for Queensland, and then they just receive a list of players who are all signed up with the NRL with their eligibility rules. And they picked him based on that. Um, why he was playing um, like under 18s, under 20s origin, I have no clue. And why it's taken this long or until the night before the game for him to be ruled out is, it beats me. Um, but, you know, the more drama thrown into that Queensland camp, I think, the better for the Blues. Well, it showed um, in the match, like the the direct the direct drama showed in the match. The fact that Xavier Coates was playing on the left wing where he doesn't usually play, and so diving for the line, he's got the ball in his right hand, which is what gave Tommy like I mean, unbelievably well done by Tommy at high speed to get his hand in the right spot and dislodge mm. the ball using Coates's shoulder. But like just that moment. Like all of the little things that went wrong for Queensland in the lead up to the game came down to that moment and him not scoring that try. Yeah, 100%. It really manifested there. And yeah, fair play, Tommy. But equally, you know, if they had a left sided winger there or maybe Felt was over on that side, maybe it's a different story. But yeah, um, mm. it was a great game. You know, yeah. I think we, we came out strong and it was, it was a good arm wrestle for the first 10, 15 minutes. Um, I think yeah. Papali'i made a strong impact in that, that Queensland pack and, and fired them up. Um, but we, we were just too strong. Like, I think it, it, was does an come arm down wrestle, it was an arm wrestle defensively for the first 15 minutes, but still Queensland's attack never looked threatening. I mean, a lot no, of that comes down to the Blues, like amazing scramble defense. Like every time they, they'd even get half through a hole, it would be shut down pretty quick. But just they just didn't seem to have the the strike, especially, and it's surprising because, you know, it, yes, they had a lot of players out, but they still had Daley Cherevans and Cameron Munster, who were two of the best halves in the competition and who you'd think would be able to, you know, find some gaps in that, in that defense. And their forward pack is still a very impressive forward pack. So, you know, it just, yeah, there was just, it was just a different, they just didn't have, those X factor players like your Trebojevic and like your Latrell Mitchell. And that was the difference really. Yeah. And, and like players that usually sort of grow wings in origin, like Gagai and mm. Val Holmes has been really good in that arena before they just got outshone by their, their opponents. You know, Mitchell was all over Gagai for the entire game um, and just shut them down. And they, they had no response really. Once they went a couple of tries behind, well, I felt pretty comfortable as a, as a Blues fan, thinking that they're not they're not going to score here. Yeah. We're, we're going to hold them. Like no, yeah, uh, it exactly. was that it was like 65th minute with that felt 
um, jump to that, and then Gagai yeah. grounding it with his arm on the arm being out at the same time. Yeah, he bounced it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I was, I felt like yeah. watching that. I was like, there were so many things. I mean, it was pretty charitable to say that felt knocked it backwards first of all oh. and then and then and then to say that gay guy grounded it was another bit of charity but then his elbows on the line anyway it was just a bunch of things that i thought shouldn't have been a try but it ended up coming down to that last bit so justice prevailed a bit there so yeah absolutely um and just, just on the, the sort of bunker and the officiating i thought they did a really good job in that that arena there was a free mm. free flying game the intensity was right up there. You know, the, the impacts were high. Yeah, I think Jared's um, done a great job as head referee for both game one and game two. He's really let it flow, um, but without without letting things get out of hand. Um, I think yeah. there's been some really good contests. And and no, you know, no big injuries or anything. Val Holmes looked like he was potentially going to go off with the, with the leg injury at one point. He sort of hyperextended his knee. Um, but apart, no, no head high contact. It was mm. you know, a fairly safe a game, despite game. being, yeah, despite, despite being, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So game three um, is, um, I mean, an interesting prospect now because you saw them, you know, the Blues celebrating last night, and then it's like now you want to get that series whitewash, which I feel confident based on talent they can do. Um, uh, it depends where the game's going to be played as well because now with Sydney in the situation it's in, they might end up having to actually bring game three to Melbourne. Or, I mean, I'm sure Blues fans wouldn't even complain if we played game three in, in Queensland again. Yeah, maybe. Why I not? Think, we I love it up there. Yeah, I think they'll do everything they can to get it in New South Wales. I think Newcastle's looking like a oh, right. potential, potential option um, being outside of the sort of lockdown area in Sydney. That'd be awesome. um, That'd be, what, a, what an origin series it would be to have one game in Townsville and one game in Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why not? I, I think it's a uh, sort of a great initiative, um, although it's sort of been forced upon them a little bit. Mm. Um, but let's do it. I'm sure there'll be lots of Blues fans that will get around it wherever it is, um, and hopefully the Blues get up for the whitewash. But you know, I think I think Queensland will throw caution to the wind. I think we could see some surprising selections for Game Three. They've got to change it up somehow. Mm. Um, you know, Greeny, if he wants to hold on to that job for next year, which I is mean, you know, it's was, unlikely at this Greeny point. Wants to hold it? on to the job for next year, I think he needs a fifty to nil point win. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like pretty, that. it's pretty dire for Greeny. Unfortunately, I mean. Mm. For him, um, I don't know who Queensland bring in. Whether they whether they recall Mal Meninga in a desperate play, uh, Bennett, <laughs> Bennett's without an NRL club for next year, so maybe they get him back. Um, yeah, I think Bennett. You know, honestly, Bennett or Meninga are the only two that, as a Queensland fan, you'd feel comfortable that could actually turn the ship around in that short yeah, amount of time. Yeah. It's either one of them, I think, or they'll go to the one of the. Sort of recently retired players, Kevin Walters Billy Slater. Be, Kevin Walters might be without an NRL club next year. That's so true. He yeah. might be straight back into Queensland. Yeah, oh, oh. Cameron Smith feels perfect for this Smith, job. Thurston, Thurston, oh, get them on there. I just don't think Thurston's much of a coach, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think they'll it's have a, um, coach a, co- a coach. A couple of those boys will put their hands up, yeah. and who knows? But I think what they've got to do is they've got to start picking players in position. I don't think Capewell at centre is working. No. He deserves to be there. He's one of their hardest workers. Holmes, needs, he just to gets get, Holmes needs to get back to the wing for the Maroons. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, yeah, I think 
they need to start David Fafida as well. I don't understand why they're bringing him off the bench. So, I mean, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, I felt like you know, in terms of not that Fafida was dropped, he was just moved to the bench. But for a second rower, it's effectively pretty similar. But they've dropped Xavier Coates, who was one of their best, and yep. David Fafida, who's their most talented player. Like so. It just, I don't know what Paul Green was thinking with those selections. And then to end up having to have coats anyway, just what a complete shambles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't think McCulloch provided a lot out of hooker as well for no. them. Ben Hunt um, was honestly probably Queensland's most dangerous looking player. And yeah. off, the, off the benches as a utility, I think maybe start him start him at nine if Grant's not back in game three. Um yeah, or something. I don't know. Something. I don't know. I, I, I think we could see some surprises. Um, get some young guys in there, but oh, I don't know. I, I don't know where they go. I'm just looking forward to another Blues thumping. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Can you can you see the Blues side changing at all? No. Um, there's not even anyone injured coming back now, is there? Crichton's in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Might. Like, I, like the only thing I will, if Jake, if Jake is fit, he yeah. might come back in for Liam Martin. Um, but that's the only thing I could see. Is yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's touch and go and I think they'll go on the side of caution and he, I don't think he'll play. Mm. Um, yeah. For, so for, it wouldn't be worth it for a, a, like a, the series is decided. So I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Although I'm sure there'll be lots of passion in it. You know, Queensland won't want a, a three nil. Um, and the Blues certainly will. So mm. hopefully we're in for another good game. Absolutely. Um, going to see James Tedesco lift the shield for the first time in his career. Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? Exciting for him. He, he has done a really good job of, of leading that, that side. Oh, yeah. I think Tedesco and Cleary is a captain and vice-captain pairing is something that just is very exciting to see for Blues fans moving forward. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think yeah, Cleary is he's put his hand up as the best half in the game, if not the best player in the game. Um, I think Turbo has been really good this year as well. Obviously, I like him. Um, <laughs> Teddy's been really strong, but what Cleary's done, I don't think he's lost a game since, apart from the grand, grand final, final in like eighteen months. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he just. He is that big of an influence on whatever side he's playing in. Um, actually, he would have lost Origin, wouldn't he, last he, year? Yes, that's true. He lost Origin last year. Shame. But <laughs> apart from that, <laughs> he's been really good. Apart from the games that he's lost, he hasn't lost a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a still a pretty good record. And he's still young, you know, but he's got that leadership skills. Um and yeah, bloody glad he's a blue. Bloody glad he's a blue. Welcome to the bold, the basic, and the brilliant. The segment where we uh, <laughs> get a blurb ready. Um, where we go over our players of the round, our bold predictions, our basic predictions, all kinds of predictions. Um, and yes, we'll start by just recapping the poll from last week, which was between 
Tom Trebojevic and Jerome Hughes for the player of the round of round 15. And Tom Trebojevic, I think in the most convincing win we've ever had in one of our Instagram polls, defeated Jerome. Yeah, well-deserved. Well-deserved. And let's just quickly go over our origin predictions to see if any of them came true. Harvey, what was your match score prediction? So I tipped 42 to 4 and nearly got there. Nearly got there. I mean, Queensland, Queensland didn't score a try. Um, which which didn't didn't help. I should have predicted a, a nil scoreline for them. Um, yeah. What, what was your prediction? I predicted New South Wales thirty, Queensland ten. Um, okay. So based on margin, I was pretty close. Yeah. But I gave yeah. Queensland um, two tries, which was very silly of me. We really overestimated <laughs> their ability to score we, tries. We really had these <laughs> massive score lines in favour of New South Wales and we still overestimated Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Man, um, the match predictions, I think we both had Tommy Trebojevic. I did, yes. He and was a bit quieter this match, but still very good. Yeah, very influential, I think. Um, he's so, yeah, he, he had a similar game to what he did in game one. He just didn't get on the, the end of as many tries. Mm. Um, I, I think he was just as influential though. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think actually his defensive effort on Xavier Coates, and then there were a couple. I mean, the way he set up himself with Ado Car for his try, and then um, also he gave a nice ball into Cameron Murray, who who put it down over the line. So that would yeah. be another try assist Tommy's way. Um, but no, first try scorer though, got it right. Me, well done, <laughs> Josh Ado Car. Real yeah, bold he, prediction he on did. that one from me. <laughs> I had Tommy as well to get um, first try scorer. I uh, think quite country. No, um, we did but I back him again so next week. So I think he's, I think he's one of the most talented boys in that squad, and he makes opportunities for himself. Yeah, so absolutely close one. But what was your bold prediction for the Origin game? My bold prediction was that both New South Wales wingers would score a double. Um, yep. We got one out of two. Josh Adokar scored a double, but Brian Toto did not get on the scoreboard. Yeah, shame. I, I just thought we'd be talking about 10, 15 tries scored. So I had two New South Wales players to get a hat trick. And it, yeah, didn't, didn't come true. Didn't come true. No. Oh, well. There's always next time, eh? There's always next time. That's the, beauty, <laughs> that's the beauty of State of Origin. There is always another match to look forward to. Um, oh. So what about our brilliant players of origin? All right. So how we, that- we usually we usually say this at the same time, hopefully over Zoom, it still works. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to hold up my fingers so you can see me. Okay. Two, one. Latrell Mitchell. Oh, no, I meant Latrell Mitchell. <laughs> Sorry, I meant Latrell. <laughs> I was reading the wrong section of my notes. Um, oh, well, I was going to say Latrell Mitchell as well. Okay. So now- we're in agreement then. That means we have to play the game. Okay. So that to we decide do. who changes to another player. Yeah. I think we should give the game a, a name other than the game. The game. Um, but maybe we'll do that. Name of origin. Afterwards. Name of origin. Perfect. <laughs> who are we going to start with? Uh, you start because I started last time. Okay. I'm going to go for... <clears throat> Papali'i. 
Isaiah. Uh, Oregon Kafusi. <laughs> Checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> oh my god! It's always Isaiah. Oregon. It's always yeah, Oregon Kafusi. <laughs> we do get stuck in our rhythms with this game, don't we? Yeah. Oh well. Um, I, I've kind so of you've got a. Uh, You've got to pick up your second choice player first. Yeah, my second choice player will be the player that was officially awarded man of the match, which is James Tedesco. Yeah, he, he deserved it. I think. Yeah. He um, was, I, yeah, he was he was pretty great, and was in everything. Yeah, uh, I think Latrell stood up in bigger moments and had some like his sort of his highlight reel from the games probably mm. better, mm. but. Throughout the 80 minutes, Teddy, you could just... I don't think we keep a clean sheet without Teddy there, potentially. No, he took, His organisation at the back is it's so important to that side. He took back that number one jersey from any doubters who were saying that Tommy should get the number one jersey. Tedesco just reminded them, hey, per Kenelos dos, you can have both of us <laughs> in the team. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's it. it. Um I think I think that that trio of Latrell Turbo and Teddy could be game winners for a long time to come. So it's good to have them all there. It is okay. Now turning our attention back to NRL club footy. Mm, how exciting! We've got Very some exciting. good games this weekend. We do. Um, starting with the the Storm versus the Roosters, and a bit of a modern day classic. Yeah. Um, are we going to jump into our basic predictions? Let's just jump into basic predictions. What's your basic prediction, Harvey? So I've got three match tips. The Storm, Manly, and the Rabbitohs all to win. Yeah, nice. Basic. I'm confident. Nice. It'll happen. Um, my basic prediction is that there will be no two-point field goals this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for them to come out and get and just four get of them four. in one game. <laughs> um, that's my basic. No two-point field goals, I don't think. Very nice. Very nice. Your tone has shifted from earlier on in the season where you were trying to predict the two-point field goal happening early on in the rounds, and yeah. now you're saying, nah, they're just not, not going to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My bold prediction, I've decided, I can't really remember how to make bold predictions anymore, so I've just selected a match at random. That match that I've selected is Panthers v. the Eels on Friday night. I've selected a player. Good game. I've selected a player for the team that I think will win, which is Panthers winger Charlie Staines, and I've said he's going to get a hat-trick. Beautiful. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. He's been good this year. Yeah. My bold prediction is building off the back of my basic prediction. So my basic has to come true with the Storm, Manly, and the Rabbitohs all winning. And I reckon, boldly, that they're going to win for a combined margin of 100 points. Whoa. So 33.3 each. Or one of them can win by 100. (laughs) 10 and the other two can lose by five. Yeah. And (laughs) that still counts. (laughs) That counts. Maybe your basic is wrong, but your bold is right. So it is possible to get your basic wrong, but your bold right. Yeah, in very unique circumstances. In very unique circumstances. Um, but Manly up against the Dogs, 
you know, it's coach reversal with Desi and Trent both playing against their former teams. Yeah. I can see Desi getting one up, and by one up, I mean 100 up. So let's see if that comes true. Paul Green, it's your lucky day. (laughs) Us two are going to help you out a little bit. It looks like you need some. That's right. We're enlisting our help free of charge. Um, You've got yourself two new assistant coaches and two new selectors helping you out. We think you need it, and... I don't think if you stick with the same side, unfortunately, I think you're going to have the same result. So we're going to do a little report card of the squad for the game two. Yeah. Say who makes the cut and who doesn't, in our yeah, opinion. We're not going to be doing and- James Hooper style rating out of 10. I just want to, we're going to go through the team and it's just going to be brutal. Do they stay or do they go for game three? Do they? Yeah, have they done enough to earn a shot for game three? And then we'll fill the gaps with who's going to come in and replace them. Yeah. So let's let's start at the back. Val Holmes. Val Holmes. I think he's I think Yeah, I think what he do you stays, think? but in a not in fullback. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd agree. I okay. think Hill should be there on the wing. Yeah. Um I don't know where else you'd put him, but I think I think they need him somewhere in the side. Um and I, yeah, not at fullback. So let's shift him to the wing. And that means we've got Felt and Coates. Um, Do any of them stay? Yeah, I'm keeping Coates. Yeah. I think <laughs> I Paul Green might argue with me once I bring my findings to him because for some reason he's got something against him. But yeah, I think Coates is a pretty phenomenal talent. He wouldn't be getting signed by Melbourne if he wasn't. And you know, yeah, yeah. I agree. At the I moment, think at the moment, got- if a player is being let go by Brisbane, it's a pretty sure sign that they're a good player. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think he's got that athleticism. He- he's much quicker than Felt. He's a big body, good under the high ball. So he sort of does what Felt does, yeah, or play- he does it better. And I think Felt, I think he's out for me. Um, he yeah, had his chances in that game. Um, you know, he had a couple of high balls go his way up against Toto and he couldn't ice them um, and they, they potentially would have swung the game. It's a uh, shame that Kyle Felt's origin career consists of a 50 to 6 point loss and a 26 nil loss. Yeah, it, that, that hurts. That hurts. Um, Look, I think he's just part, he's past his prime Felt. He's on the back end of his career and I've loved Felt his whole career. I've always thought he's been really great for the Cowboys and... You know, if if there weren't better wingers ahead of him when he was younger, then that would have been the time for him to be, you know, playing at that level, but not anymore. So, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's I agree. So, Capewell. Capewell. In the centres. Yep, you had a bit to say about him in the centres. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he is a centre. I don't think he should be playing there. Mm. I think it's almost cruel to put him up against Tommy or, or even yeah, Latrell. Yeah, no matter who you um, put him up against, he just the speed difference. Cool. Yeah, he, he just gets burned. And and it's such a specialist position. Um, you know, I, I kind of get it if it's a winger, centre, that there's a bit of versatility there. But going from the second row to that centre spot, it's just a completely different defensive mindset that you've got to have. Yeah. Um, in saying that, I'd still have him in the squad. I still think he's one of their, their better players. Um, he works really hard defensively when he's you know, making those one-on-one tackles, he, he does so well. It's just when there's those overlaps and he's got to make those decisions that he's, he's caught out. 
Um, and he runs the ball really well as well. So I'd still have him there. What What about you? Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. I'd have him there. Um, I'll be interested to see if, I mean, actually, um, this isn't about us predicting what happens. It's about us coming in as consultants. So, yes, I agree. Absolutely. Shift him away from the centers, but keep him in the squad. Okay, Dane Gagai. Love it. He's one that I think deserves his chance again, purely based on his like build-up of credit in the yeah, Origin Arena. He has a bit of credit. And he has um, got the talent. He just he getting... does, and he. I think he'll he'll want that opportunity to get one over Latrell. Um, Absolutely, Latrell's been too good for him in two Origins now, um, and I know they've got a bit of a, a running thing in that arena. But yeah, he'll he'll still be there because I'm worried about what their backline would look like if Gaugai missed the squad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, okay, Cameron Munster and Daly Cherry Evans. Let's talk the halves together. I think once again, yeah. these are two players who have credit um, and are, you know, two of the only real leaders in that team. Um, and you also got to look at who who else is there um, would come through. So personally, I would be keeping them. Yeah. Your thoughts? Um, I would also keep them, but I think they need to change the way that they're playing. I think they need to pass the ball between each other a bit more. Um, it kind of felt like they were sort of just rotating, taking control of the side rather yeah. than communicating together. Oh, completely. Um, I mean, it just showed just comparing the, the way those two play together and the way that Cleary and Luai play together. It was a it was a big advertisement for picking two players from the same club because they just played like they were playing for Penrith, you know? Yeah, for sure. But I, I think, you know, they, Daly and Munster have played together in Origins before. Mm. Um They've probably played for Australia together as well. And if they don't have excuses to put in performances like that, really. Um, so, I, again, yeah, they've got credit in the bank. I think they'll hang around. Um, but if it's another shocking performance, I'd probably put Daly on the chopping block for next year. Mm. So I think he's under more yeah. pressure than Munster. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think because he's more of the game manager, his kicking game wasn't great. Munster provides a bit more X factor. His running game stronger, and that's what you, you sort of have him in the side for. Mm. Um, I think Cherry Evans tries his heart out. He's, he is a really strong leader. You can see what it means to him. And a couple of things didn't quite go his way. Like he had a forty twenty attempt uh, early on in the first half, I think, and it was you know a meter short, um, and that could have really swung things yeah. um but he's just, he's just got to do better when you when you're the halfback in a side that's only scored one try in two games you're going to be under pressure um but i think they'll hang around for one more chance absolutely okay before we get into the forward pack number nine andrew mccullough um i think that's his last game of origin that yeah I think, yeah i think he's done um yeah, it's surprising think he, to see. Um, he's kind of in the team because of all of the injuries that that happened. Yeah, I I think the moment that Grant or Marnie are fit, and even Ben Hunt, you'd have Ben Hunt at starting hooker over McCullough at the moment for Queensland. Yeah, he was he was better when he came on. Yeah, um, McCullough, he's just he's just past his best, unfortunately. It's a hasn't bit like got, felt. It's one of those things. Hasn't got the speed. Hasn't got that 
Yeah, the same. He's not dangerous. No, he's not as big of a threat. Um, and it hurt them. It really did up yeah. the middle. Um, there was no running game. No. And unfortunately, he doesn't make the cut. No, he does not. Okay, the props, Papali and Welch. You'd probably have to, you'd probably have to keep both of them. I think. Um, yeah, I think they're both victims of a side that's got no go forward. They're using all their energy defensively, which really impacts, you know, their running game. Mm. Um, I think I think Papali did make a difference in returning to the side based on um, the intensity that they started the game with, as opposed to game one. So I think he's in, and I think Welch does a lot for them as a, that sort of defensive big-minute middle forward um, who's also quite a strong leader in that side in a, in a group that's sort of lacking a bit of resilience potentially. So yeah. I'd still have them both there. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what more to say about them apart from they're just – I think when you when you're in a side that's losing badly, prop is the worst position to play play mm. because you just you're just getting battered. Yeah. And there's not a lot that you can do to change the game. Mm. You just gotta keep running hard, but when all the momentum's on the other side and you're tired, you're fatigued, you're doing more tackling than the other middles for, for the for the blues, it just becomes an impossible game. So I'd give them another shot. All right, interesting one. Second row is Felice Kafusi and Jai Arrow. It's, yeah, what are your thoughts there? It's I don't know. It's like Kafusi isn't convincing me at Origin level lately. Um, I think he plays he plays better for the Storm than he does for Queensland. I think he needs Craig Bellamy riding him from the coach box or something, but he just doesn't bring the same level of intensity to. Well, at least not this this series he hasn't, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree. I think he's, this has probably been his worst performance for the, for the Queensland Maroons, I think. I, I, just, I don't know. I, he's not providing a lot of sort of line running. His defence hasn't been great. Um, but you could say that about a lot of the Queensland players. Yeah. Um, I thought Jai Arrow playing in the second row was a bad selection. Mm. I just don't think he's an edge back rower. I could, you know, he's a middle. That's what he's played for the last number of years. I'm sure he has some back row experience. Yeah, um, I felt like they put Arrow there just so they could drop Fafita to the bench, which is like, I, I felt like with his selections, Paul Green was trying to make a, a point, but he, I don't even know if he knew what point exactly that, that was yeah no and like even um, like I'd rather Tino playing in the in the back row on the edge over Arrow. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't think you can get through eighty minutes there, but if you're rotating Tino and Fafida on one edge, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Um, so I'd be tempted to rule a line through Kafusi because yeah. I I just don't think he's lived up to his standards. Mm. Um, on, on the pitch and they need to change something in this forward pack. And I don't know what he's providing them at the moment. I agree. So I'd rule him out. And with Arrow, I would probably still have him in the squad, yeah. but not, not on that edge. No, I, yeah, I'm with you. 
Um, and then Fasul Malawi at lock. I think he was also ineffective, but then again, everyone was ineffective against the Blues defence last night. I think I'd for now, I'd be bringing Tino off the bench. I think the, his impact is what where you're going to start punching holes in the defence line at origin level. Like, you know, yes, I think he's a good starter for the Titans, but I think still at origin level, I just want him to be explosive after the first 20 minutes or so. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's um, he, he can he. I see him as doing the same role that Payne has has done for New South Wales over the last two games. Yeah, coming off the bench is that that you know top level middle forward, um, and he can sort of match it with Payne House. I think I think he's better when players around him are more fatigued, um, and he's coming on in the middle of the game. You know, I think it just showed when, yeah, we had Payne Haas coming on and they brought on Francis Molo, who I don't think, you know, mm. I think he did as well as he could have. Yeah. But I don't think he's at the level of Payne Haas. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you there. I think Fasul Malaawi comes off the bench. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the bench. Uh, ben Hunt, Mo Fodawaka, David Fafida, Francis Molo. So we've talked about uh, Fafida and how I just, I think we both agree that he should have been starting um, yeah. just based on, you know, his his pure talent. Uh, I think. Yeah, it's as simple as that, isn't it? It's he's just, the most it's talented, talent. Yeah, he's the most talented player in the 17. And, and I think, you know, he wasn't even in that bad form. Like they, no. yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to drop him, especially to bring in Arrow, who's a middle. You know, it just didn't feel right. Um, and then... Ben Hunt, I think, keeps that 14 jersey. I mean, the only thing, the only other jersey that Hunt would be in would be nine, but you'd think that Harry Grant will be fit for game three. Yeah. So I think he fills that 14 role perfectly for Queensland. So I'd keep 100%. Him. Um, yeah, then, I'm happy with Hunt yeah, there. Fodawaker and Molo. Um, your thoughts? <laughs> um, I think Francis Molo had a, had a tough introduction to Origin. Um to be honest, I didn't really notice his impact that much. Mm. And you could make an argument for giving him another shot or you could just say he's had his go and he couldn't do much. But yeah, I I think I'd I think I'd keep Molo on that on the bench for game 3. Just I just I don't like picking a player for one game and then dropping him especially when everything went against them and he's a he's a prop off the bench like it's a yeah, he wasn't going to change the game you know, if he had his best performance anyway. Um, yeah. And I think similar for Fodawaker. Um, I think he provides a lot of good running game off, off the back fence for them. He runs really hard. He's another young forward that I think could have a Queensland jersey for a long time to come. Yeah. Um, and I think he's one that's worth persisting with. So I'd, I'd keep him All in right. that side for sure. So now... We got to go back and fill in the gaps for where we said out, basically. Yeah. So uh, Holmes, we've got shifting to the wing, so Felt's gone, but we need a fullback option. Um, this let's assume that Ponga, Brimson, and Walsh are all fit for Game Three. Who would be your pick? Ponga. Yeah, I think so. I bring too. Ponga back in for. They just need some attacking spark. Yeah, he's they an need someone. Like they need someone to match it with Latrell and Turbo and. Pong is the closest that they have to that. So yeah. get him in there. They need someone that, that, you know, you can go two passes wide 
give it to him in a bit of space. He can stand up a defender. He gets New South Wales panicking a little bit. Yeah. Um, creates a half chance, half break, gets an offload. I, I think he has to come back in if he's fit. Yep, I like it. Um, we need a centre option to replace Kurt Capewell. Um, I think... I, I the, think the, the stocks are thin there. Yeah, the stocks are thin. I think that what they could potentially do is go to the New South Wales model of fullbacks in centre and go with like an AJ Brimson if he's fit. Um, he's a player who has already yeah. played multiple positions and, you know, at centre it's becoming more and more of a potential playmaking position, especially like New South Wales are doing that. So you can almost create that second fullback style play. Um let Gagai be a main strike center and have Brimson roam. Um, that's the only thing I could think of because I don't think Queensland have any full-time centers who are more dangerous. No, they could return to someone like Corey Allen, who's playing a bit of center for the Bulldogs. Mm. Um, Philip Sami is a center winger at the Titans. Um, yeah. But like you, I think that Brimson's probably their best option there. Yeah, I think... Um, his form has been really good this year and over the last 18 months. I think he's good enough to play centre. He, um, what his decision-making there might sort of need some need some development. I think he's got those physical attributes where he can make up for, you know, some slight hesitations in his decision-making. Um, he's quicker than Capewell. And, yeah, he's got that playmaking ability as well where if they do need someone to roam in and come in as an extra linking man or chasing the high ball like Tommy does, I think he's a good option for them. Um, so I'm happy to bring him into that, that center role. Mm. Cool. Um, um, and then with Capewell, yep. I think he should be starting in that, that second row. Yes. Well, that's the, um, kind of the next, um, apart from hooker, but we'll come back to hooker. So second row. Yeah. I think Capewell slots in with, if we're sacking Kafusi and we're moving arrow, probably to the lock position that Fasua Mala Awi vacates by moving to the bench. Um, yeah. So then if you've got Arrow lock, Capewell second row, we bring Fafida off the bench into starting second row, then you've pretty much got your forward pack, Papali. Yeah, I, I and then 100% agree. Fafida, Capewell, Arrow. Yeah. All right. You know, that looks a lot better. Yeah. And that's just, that's honestly, that's just reshuffling the side. Yeah, based on like that's not new selections. Yeah. So Greeny, if you're listening, <laughs> this is how you should have. This is how you do <laughs> it. your players. Yeah. Um, um, so the only spot is is number nine. Number nine. Uh, well, if everyone's fit, I'd say Harry Grant. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he will be fit, won't he? But we'll, we'll have to wait and see when teams when are announced. Queensland have had some bad luck with injuries this this year. <laughs> Everyone is true. getting injured just remains injured for ages. That's true. Um, um, and so do we want to go outside of the player selection panel and go onto the Queensland Rugby League board now? Yeah. Paul Green. Oh. Does he keep his job? I think it, we're probably talking more about next year than I'm very, very unlikely to make a change mid-series. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, in terms of Would you stick year, with him? No, I would not stick with him. Um, yeah, earlier we talked about Bennett and Meninga. I think if I'm Queensland Rugby League, I'm with Wayne Bennett without a, an NRL club next year, I'm giving him whatever he wants because yeah. he's proven. He he can 
he won Origin last year with you know what was described as the worst Queensland team ever. <laughs> like so, yeah. He yeah he gets them playing. He gets them proud to be playing for Queensland. He doesn't need the talent. He doesn't need you know adversity is actually almost a good thing for his coaching style. So yeah, he get, he gets the best out of his players. That's for sure. Yeah, um, so I, and I think. Yeah, going going with someone like Bennett or Meninga with assistance of of the like of um, Billy Slider, Cam Smith. Oh yeah, John Thurston oh, with yeah. sort of having having them is next in line to come in and, and coach once Bennett and Meninga um, don't want to do it anymore. Then then yeah, you've suddenly I think got that's Cam why. Smith right there, Cooper Cronk, players like that. Hundred percent. All right, cool. Well, um, I think we've solved Queensland's problems. Um, yeah, they should have. If they listen to our advice, they should be a lot more competitive for, for game two. Game three. three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen up. Coach Wars, baby. <laughs> yes, that's a good that's a good theme. I like that. <laughs> Let's make that the yeah, theme. Yeah, I, I just thought of it now. <laughs> bit of, it, bit of right. improv. Um <laughs> It's become a staple in the show. We do it every week. So now to close out the show, Coach Wars, this week it is the commentary battle. One of us will coach Team Channel 9. The other will coach Team Fox Sports. That's anyone who's on the commentary panels. That's former players. That's callers. That's um, analysts, uh, people who work on the various shows associated on those channels. Everyone who covers the great sport of rugby league from each side. Um, so yeah, we'll play the game. Oh no, sorry. As we call it now, name of origin. Um, <laughs> and perfect. And, um, and we'll decide, we'll decide there. Who's going to coach who? Who's going to coach who? Yeah. So Harvey, you kick off name of origin because you won. Yeah. We should actually mention you won last week's coach wars. You are the champion. It's now three, one. Oh, this is good. So your, I need, I still long got a couple of got, wins. Got the happens. win over my short names. So well done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So kicking off uh, name of origin yes. with Angus Crichton. Nickel Clockstad. Uh, Dale Finucan. Elijah. Elijah. Oh, there's no fucking Elijahs in this spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so close. Damn it. We didn't get stuck up on Yo, and Kafusi didn't make another appearance. No, so. I know. We went down. It's good to see that we're explore, exploring new horizons. Yeah, there are there are many more players <laughs> in, in in the game. Yeah. Um, so this gives me the pick. You of get the pick. Channel nine Fox or Fox League Sports. or Channel yeah, Fox nine. League or Channel nine. I think I'm going to go with Fox League. Oh, I'm happy about that. Are you? I am. I wanted. I'm not. Know. I'm not sure. I know the the depths as well as. It's going to be interesting. I'm happy with Channel Nine. I'll tell you that. Can I change my mind? No, you choke. <laughs> no, no. Based off your reaction, I want to change my mind, but I will stick to my word and yep. put together the greatest Fox League side there's ever been. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to my Channel Nine team as well. So. See you in a bit, Harvey. Bye-bye. I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> and we're back. Hello. Uh, hello. We've picked our teams. Harvey's got his Fox League team. I've got my Channel 9 team. Let's get into it. Let's see how these teams go against each other. 
Who's your fullback? 100%. Greg Alexander, mate. Oh, yeah, Brandy. True. He's yeah. more of a halfback. Class yes, fullback he, he in his play, day. play fullback in his day. Um, yeah, he's all right. Well, I've, got, I've got some flexible choices in positions Yeah, uh, based on a limited selection pool. Um, and I think I should have gone for Channel 9, but, you know, <laughs> I, I believe in my team. You're admitting that on air. Uh, I am, yeah. My fullback is Billy Slater. <laughs> I'd rather have Brandy. You'd rather Brandy than Billy Slater. Okay, yeah. cool. Yep. No worries. Wingers, who have you got? My wingers, okay. So uh, Channel 9 don't really hire wingers. <laughs> they <laughs> Channel, 9, Channel 9 exclusively hire um, like future immortals. So that's mainly like spine players. So my spine is incredible. My wingers... I've got the only two players on here. Actually, no, not the only two, but these are two people who have not played professional rugby league. They are just uh, like reporters and panel hosts. Danica Mason is on one wing and Erin Mullen is on the other wing. (laughs) So we're playing a very through-the-middle approach on our team. We're trying not to give the wingers too much ball, to be honest. Well, I think it's going to be a good contest out on the edges because... (laughs) I've got two of the most quick-witted and uh, <laughs> just just all-round, they, they understand the game really well, Yvonne Sampson and Hannah Hollis. <laughs> wow, what a battle. They're going to really put each other to the test under the high ball. I think that's a great contest. You know what? Um, I might pass the ball to my wingers now, now that we've known. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid they'd be marking up against, yeah. I guess wingers don't really get media jobs after NRL careers, do they? Apparently not. No. Um, I don't know what, what the wingers association is going to do about that, but, <laughs> you know, something, hopefully. Something. All right, well, who are How your centres? Well, centres, I'm a bit more confident because I've got Justin Hodges, who's a great centre, yep. and I've got Mal Meninga. So oh, yeah. he is a pretty good wow, asset to that's have. that's a good centre pairing. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting. My centres, once again, neither of them are centres. Neither of them played centre in their careers, but I've had to do some shifting based on other positions. So one centre is Peter Sterling. Um Okay. A great halfback. I feel like I feel confident that he can play the modern center role. Um, up against uh, Mal. Up against Mal, and um, my other center. I hope that she can uh, match it with Mal and Justin Hodges. I've got Alana Ferguson, who was a five eight in her playing career, and I think that she can take those skills just like Peter Sterling and put them into the center role. Excellent, excellent. Well, it's, it's competitive. So far, I reckon. Yeah. Halves is a, is a big... Halves? You know, I'm, I'm looking forward call. to announcing my halves, but you can go first well, if you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Brayton Astor and Kevy Walders. <laughs> the unlikely partnership. <laughs> Brayton Astor and Kevy... Harvey, can I just... Hello. I mean, I, I know that usually with Coach Wars, we like to pick and stick and don't like to get um get, like, influenced by the other person, but I do just want to mention that Cooper Cronk works for Fox Sports. Does, <clears throat> does this make <laughs> Cooper Cronk is... He's, uh, yeah, he's in there. He's in. He's in. Did I say Brayton Astor? <laughs> I meant Cooper Cronk. 
<laughs> yeah, I just thought I might, <laughs> I think, thought I think, I might mention that to you. I think what's happened there is I've um, <laughs> forgotten about Cooper Cronk. Yeah, <laughs> so, that seems to be what's it, happened. It, yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, Brave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's been dropped. He's been dropped. It's a shame. There we go. What a shame. Yeah. All right. My, uh, thank you. If you notice any other weaknesses in yeah. my side or potential <laughs> bigger missions, let me know. I'll let you know. I think I need a helping hand. Okay. <laughs> my halves <laughs> are Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're all right. <laughs> They're not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, <laughs> not too, two of the greatest, the two players argued about who's the greatest player of all you know, time. Um, you know, uh, James Bracey is on the NRL <laughs> Channel 9 commentary team. <laughs> oh, really? Are you sure you don't want to It's have okay. Him there? It's all right. I've got James Bracey in a different position. So it's all, oh, it's all good. right. It's all good. Oh, well, I've got that to look forward to. <laughs> right. um, and while, while I'm on the subject of my Thurston and Johns, I'll also mention that my hooker is Cameron Smith. Interesting. Yeah, I think, I think these my, my hooker will go toe-to-toe with Cameron Smith. Yep. McKennis? Yeah. <laughs> and I I think I think Mick has turned into one of the greatest um No, nah, I I, I, I can't back McKennis up against Smith. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot is, of fun. All right. This hasn't gone well. This has not gone well. Let's so well look, my my front my uh forward pack's a bit makeshift, so let's see. Who who are your props? Blocker Roach. Oh yeah. He's a, a legend into the front row. You have props to this day still trying to emulate the impact he had on games. Yes. And, and? I've got a, a second rower who's put on the pounds oh, since yeah. <laughs> leaving, yeah. the, leaving, leaving the playing side of the sport. Is it Nathan uh, so It is Nathan Heimlich. He's made the squad. <laughs> He's there in prop. Yeah. Um, Hindy cool. in blocker. Hindy in I'm, blocker. I'm happy. Okay. Nice. My props are Sam Thiday, um, mm. who, you know, premiership winning. No, he didn't win proper premier. He was a grand final losing prop um, <laughs> in 2015. So, and I've got Ruan Sims. Um, oh, very good. Women's game. Uh, yeah. Sister of the Sims brothers. It just flows through their veins. Um, rugby league. Yeah, so great. Great rugby league family. Very happy with my props there. Sam Thiday and Ruan Sims. Okay, well, who's, who's in your back row? My back row. So my second row is are two people who have never played professional rugby league before. They call the game, which, but uh, I think they they they've watched enough of the an- analysis of the game and seen the players running lines that I think they can find find their find their rhythm, especially playing outside two halves like Thurston and Johns. I've got Ray Warren and James <laughs> Bracey. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Bracey would be in the side somewhere. I was yeah. very surprised you didn't pick him in your halves, but <laughs> second row, I can I can see him I, doing I a job. Where... I considered shifting Joey Johns to the second row to make way for Bracey at half back. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it. I reckon I've got you covered in the second row. Okay, who you got? Uh, maybe not so much with my first pick of Brian Fletcher. Yeah, <laughs> but he's still a quality yep. player in his day. And then I've got Gordy Tallis. Gordy Tallis, yes. Very good. Mate, some proper tough blokes in my side. Mm, nice one. I think outside of the spine, I, I'll concede in the spine you've got me covered. But yeah. oh, outside on, of the, spine, on the edges. Pretty, yeah, you've got a pretty good yeah, forward pack and outside backs. 
So Fox League need to invest in their spine players a bit they more. They do, they do. <laughs> Channel 9 need to invest in their outside backs. And their <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, who's your lock if he finishes up the team? Brad Fittler. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he would have been at 5'8 if it weren't for Jonathan Thurston there. So got him at lock. Or James Bracey. Uh, or James Bracey. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I've got um Corey Parker. Oh yeah, in my yep. uh, my lock. Um, yeah, one of nice. one of the great modern day locks. Matty Johns didn't make your team at all. He didn't. He was going to be my fourteen. If yeah, if we had if a fourteen, there was a fourteen. Oh wait a second, uh, we but we pick out, we got to pick our coach. So we me, do. We do. Matty Johns is not your coach. He's not. Who's who's your coach? My coach is Phil Gould. Oh okay. And one of yeah, the greatest coaches of all time. <laughs> Yeah, again, not too bad. That's what I said. <laughs> Who's your coach? Um, I, I've gone, not left field, but I've gone for a player coach. Okay. I've gone Mal Meninga. Oh, so your centre. Oh, is loud. Just make Maddie Johns your coach. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll accept it. We'll accept was, a player coach. I was thinking, Meninga. yeah, maybe put Ben Eich in there. As, oh, as yeah, a, he could be the coach. Could be, but he's more backroom. He's, he's, he's more in the board. Yeah, he's he's, gonna, he's yeah, yeah. football. <laughs> I want Mal. That, when I've got Mal on my side, I need him to do as much as possible, <laughs> and that includes coaching. Yeah, fair so, enough. Mal Meninga's player coach. I like it. Mal Meninga, there you go. That's right. my Fox League team. Sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to – I'm actually very much looking forward to seeing how the poll goes in this one. This is going to be very Yeah, it should be very close. I think you've got – the immortal edge in that spine, uh, but all over the park, it's a bit more even. Yeah, another absolutely. good edition of Coach Wars. Let's Get. see what the score is. That's all we've got time for, folks. Another good week of they talk a good game. Uh, up the blues, up the blues. Exceptional performance. Uh, we've got NRL. Clubland returning this week. Some big games. Um, looking forward to the Storm versus the Roosters in particular. That should be a good thing to get us started. Get onto the Instagram. Vote on our player polls. Vote for our Coach Wars teams. Give us some feedback. Give us some suggestions of what you want us to do review. next week. Five-star review, absolutely. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 